This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Bob Dylan is in trouble here. A woman is suing Bob Dylan, claiming he groomed and sexually abused her when she was 12 years old, which was 56 years ago. Dylan's lawyer says her claim is, quote, untrue and will be vigorously defended. Woman identified only as J.C., says Dylan befriended and groomed her in April and May of 1965 before giving her drugs and alcohol and molesting her. Jeez. Hope it's not true. Hope it's not true. But I, you, you've kind of been waiting with the Me Too movement. You think about rock and roll bands in the 60s and 70s and the stories. Well, just the movie Almost Famous with the Band-Aids, Penny Lane and the Band-Aids. Mm-hmm. Where there's a bunch of girls who were 16, 17 years old who were following the band around and they seem to be very close to the members of the band. Yeah. Like it, it seems to be something that almost was a given back well, in I those mean, days. They wrote songs about it. This has been said many times before, but <laughs> she was just 17, if you know what I mean. Uh, I don't. Isn't that Seinfeld? Uh, no, I don't know what you mean. Would you like to explain <laughs> yeah. yourself? Uh, yeah. I mean, Elvis Presley was married to a 14-year-old at one point, wasn't he? Jerry Lee Lewis married his cousin, who was, I think, 12 years old yeah. at the time. <sighs> like this is, a, this is a can of worms for sure. And if this, uh, if this case goes forward and if uh, JC wins her lawsuit... Who knows where this could lead? There's got to be a lot of classic rockers out there following this very closely mm-hmm. because it could set a major precedent. Sure, it was a long time ago, but you know, just uh, just when you're accused of this sort of thing, it it, it taints your legacy, mm-hmm. right? Really does, yeah. But Bob Dylan saying it is untrue, and he will be defending it in court. We're about a month out. From a snap election here in Canada, and the candidates are starting to make promises. Promises, promises. Why do I believe? Let's see what we got on the table here so far. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau stopped in Markham on Tuesday, and he recommitted to $10 a day childcare across the country if he gets reelected. If all provinces sign on to our plan as we expect they will, we will create 250,000 new quality childcare spaces across the country. The Liberals said those agreements would see childcare fees reduced by 50% by the end of next year and $10 a day on average by no later than 2025, 2026. Jim, as a newly engaged man, that's perfect for you. You could be having uh, kids in daycare by 2025, 2026, possibly. I mean, it sounds sounds like a tempting idea for, for families. I... $10 $10 sounds great, but somebody's paying for it, and it's us or our children eventually. So it's not $10 daycare, really. It's temporarily $10. Paying for pay daycare for sucks, buddy. Wait. Much, like, what is it? What is an average month? $1,200 a month is what I'm paying That's for like a our, our daughter. Yes, it's a mortgage payment. $1,200 a month for a daughter, and that's not uh, some fancy daycare. 
that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's about the the standard. Yeah, yeah. That that's why this that's such a great platform thing to run totally. on. But when you think about it, you go, wait, what is happening here? But when I think is about the economy it, I'm like, real? I'm like, my kids will be out of daycare by that point. So <laughs> yeah, you're, not, you're not winning me over here. Yeah. I'm not paying for Jim's kids to go to daycare. Uh-uh, they'll just be <laughs> breaking things. <laughs> Yeah, but if you are a parent with with young kids or you're going to have young kids, definitely a tempting offer there from the liberals. How about this one? Aaron O'Toole, Conservative Party leader, announced yesterday that if he's elected as prime minister, he would implement a month-long GST holiday in December to support Canadian families and small businesses. So as you're doing your Christmas shopping, in uh, in December, you wouldn't have to pay any GST. Hmm. Okay, that's something. That's not, and I like it that it's, it's the government not, sacrificing that. It's not HST. It's just the GST. Just the, so like 8% or something. 5%, 5% discount will be made directly on people's bills at the checkout at the time of purchase. Okay, so it's not just Christmas gifts. So you could buy like couches, go do anything, I guess. Oh, I, well, if this happens, I'll be... <laughs> trying to plan ahead as best possible <laughs> and I'll buy everything for the next year in the month of December. Hopefully Are you I kidding me? I predict this summer's fashion right. Oh, geez. <laughs> no, but why wouldn't you? Oh, of course. You had appliances, like you said, furniture to buy? Mm-hmm. Wait until December to do it. Yeah. That's 5%. It's something. Something. It is. And then, like, we're only into, we're in week one of campaigning here. Yeah, yeah. What kind of promises are they going to promise us next? Those are already two pretty sweet deals. Promises, promises. (laughs) Uh, We were talking about Quentin Tarantino a couple weeks ago. He was in the news because uh, his mom discouraged him from becoming a movie writer, and he's vowed in that moment to never give her a penny if he became rich and famous, which he did. (laughs) And apparently he's stuck by his guns. And now there's another family who says, or another uh, celebrity says their family is getting nothing. Daniel Craig. Really? He's worth about 160 schmel. And he says he doesn't believe in inheritances. So when he dies, his kids will get nothing. Quote, I don't want to leave great sums to the next generation. I think inheritance is quite distasteful. <laughs> My philosophy is to get rid of it or give it away before you go. Isn't there an old adage that if you die a rich person, you've failed? Get out there and spend it. I, You know, I can see what he's saying to a certain extent, but there's a big difference in an inheritance when you've lived a humble life and you're just giving your kids what you've earned and making $100 million and completely spoiling your kids and ruining their motivation to do anything. Yeah, if they know that money's coming, this could be uh, the old switcheroo. Daniel Craig could mm. be saying, my kids aren't getting anything because if they know they're getting $160 million, you're right. What is going to drive them to uh, become successful in their own right? Yeah, yeah. And they do say generational wealth goes away after three generations because the first person who got it all was very hardworking or talented. The second generation, you know, is good with the money. And then by the time you get to the third generation, it's pretty much gone. They take it for granted. Yeah. They don't, they don't understand what a dollar means. Now, you don't get money for free. You got to pretend to be a spy for that money. <laughs> 
Uh, he's married to Rachel Vice, eh? I didn't realize that. Who's that? The actress, Daniel Craig. No, but who's Rachel Vice? Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss? Who's she? She's an actress. Famous actress. Oh, she's on The Mummy. Super famous. She's not super famous. She's been in a ton of movies. She's been on The Mummy. The Mummy's the big one, yeah. Yeah, she's in 1999. I'm sorry I haven't kept up with it. Craig has a 29-year-old daughter from a previous relationship, and Rachel has a 15-year-old son from her former marriage. Hmm. Yeah, I can understand not giving the stepkid anything. <laughs> I'm you just a kidding. Yeah, I can't. I don't expect Alan to leave me anything. <laughs> it's all going to his biological children. So. Makes sense. So. <laughs> but you got to think. You got to think he's going to give them something. He for sure will. He for sure. He. I mean, it'd be. It'd be a shame not to, yeah. but it would be fun to have millions of dollars just to give to charity, like willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. You could be a hero for like the last few years of your life. You Causes you away. believe in. Yeah. Get a hospital ward named after you or sure. have a statue of you somewhere because mm-hmm. you made a big donation at the end of your life. Your kids will go to that statue and spit on it because you didn't <laughs> leave them a penny. Traumatizing children at birthday parties. So hot right now. So hot right now. <laughs> We told you last week about the birthday party that the parents hired a uh, Bigfoot impersonator. (laughs) Uh, It it was a little too scary for the kids at the party. They all started freaking out and crying when they saw Bigfoot outside the window (laughs) staring at them. Okay, not bad. Fairly traumatic experience for those young children, right? But no harm, no foul, you know? You could do it wasn't be- a real Sasquatch. You could do better than that. And some parents down in uh, Utah on Saturday did better. They decided to take their five-year-old for his birthday party with some other kids to the Scales and Tails Reptile Center. Oh, dear. So you have uh, Donnie Wiseman and Teresa Wiseman taking their kid to this uh, this reptile center, and this is insane. The video is out there. the The woman working uh, as like the presenter at the reptile center is explaining about the alligator, the big uh, eight foot beast known as Darth Gator. It's a b- bad sign. Darth Gator. <laughs> this is Darth Gator, everybody. Uh, look at her, how long her tail is. And Darth Gator jumps up, grabs the arm of the uh, the trainer or the, uh, the, the presenter and starts dragging her into the water oh, by her arm. The dad, Donnie Wiseman, springs into action, jumps on the back of the alligator and starts wrestling the gator to get this woman free. So the voice you hear screaming in this is uh, is Donnie Wiseman. You'll hear him yelling for help. This the whole thing goes down like this. Oh, 
Jeez, man. Yeah, we got trouble indeed. <laughs> but how about the dad here? He gets right in right in there. He jumps in. He he wrestles an alligator, frees the woman. Holy. And then he gets out of the way himself. He just runs for, for safety once her hand becomes free. Jeez. Yeah, that's a brave dude. I don't know if I'd do the same in that situation, Jim. You'd like to think you would, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe you'd do it if your kids were in front of you, and you're like, I am now going to be a hero forever. Yeah, that story's going to be told for a while around the uh, the dinner table. Hey, kids, remember the time I saved that lady from the alligator? No? Well, let's watch the video again. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't scarred enough then. <laughs> he says that after he saved the woman from the alligator, uh, Donnie needed to step outside and have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in that one. You're in that one. And he doesn't smoke. Yeah, one <laughs> haul, it was gone. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 traumatic. Way to go. Oh. It's it's the popular thing at children's birthday parties these days. Traumatize your kids. I know I've got uh, my daughter turning two at the end of the month. My son's fifth birthday is coming up in November. I got to think of something that beats <laughs> alligator handler almost getting her arm ripped off. Mm. Maybe... I'll hire Batman to parachute into my son's birthday party, but I'll pack the chute if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> now, that stuck one, in the hydro lines. That would be traumatic. <laughs> IHOP restaurants will be opening in Hamilton, London, Waterloo, Windsor, and Belleville. Uh, we're asking you about your IHOP experiences. Also, is there another American-based fast food chain that you would love to see come to Canada? What do you think? Cracker Barrel is amazing. You, what do you love about it? It's like an orgasm in your mouth when you eat there. Okay. okay. For some people, that may be a selling feature. Uh, for others, not so much. <laughs> it's it's down-home country cooking. It feels like home. Uh, we've got a message here from Tanner, text message. He's not a fan of Cracker Barrel. He says, guys, I once ordered the poutine in the United States at a Cracker Barrel. I got French fries with a Kraft single slice on top and chicken gravy. <laughs> I can forgive, but I never forget. Hmm. Well, you never order a poutine outside of Canada. What are you thinking? That's not going to fly in this country for sure. Chili's has the best burgers. Okay. Olive Garden. We used to have Olive Gardens all over the place. Mm-hmm. And and where have they gone? I mean, Eastside Mario's kind of picked up the slack True. a little bit for, for the Olive Gardens that have closed. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, My girlfriend's parents will specifically go to the States just to go to Olive Garden. Well, because like day trip. when you're there, you're family, Jim. <laughs> Tells, tells you what they think of you. Yeah, oh, terrible family here. Yeah, we need to go visit Real our Italian Olive Garden family. family. <laughs> <laughs> Red Robin, best burgers in the U.S. Huh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, Red Robin. I've never eaten at Red Robin. Hmm. Uh, some more calls here. Hey, Taz and Jim. You're talking about the American restaurants? Yeah, the American uh, chains Sonic. that you'd like to see. Sonic's? Sonic, it's so good. It's the best. White Castle's terrible, you're right. But Sonic is everything. What makes Sonic so good? Um, okay, so it's you can get a whole bunch of stuff for cheap, and it's all really good. Like, all of it. They have tater tots. It's the tater tots, actually. Yeah, tater tots. Yeah, you don't see those tots. everywhere. It's the tots, and they're crispy on the outside, but, like, not crispy on the inside. They're, they're properly made. Mm. Tots done right. 
Sonic. Some hot tots over at Sonic. <laughs> Waffle House. Waffle I've stopped at the Waffle House. It's okay. Waffle House. Hmm. Never been. Yeah. I don't go to the States that much. Yeah. Yeah. But I got one here. Dunkin' Donuts. Those are in Canada, are they not? Are they, they are. Normal? And we're getting some Chick-fil-A's, and I believe there's Chick-fil-A in Toronto. Yeah. So there are some of these that are starting to trickle across the border for sure. Here's one. Taz and Jim. I ate at the IHOP in Niagara Falls not long ago. Breakfast for two was the same price as dinner for two at the keg. Oh, boy. You only get one chance to impress me. I won't <laughs> be back. Well, pricey. You're paying for the name. Sure. And everything in Niagara Falls is like 30% more expensive anyway. Sure. Yeah. It comes with the territory, but. Uh-huh. Hmm. Have you ever tried to order dinner at the Sundowner Gym? I've seen pancakes there, but I've never ordered dinner. <laughs> we're, we're in the business of doing dirty teases, as they're called in the industry. Mm-hmm. Dirty tease would be something like if we said, something you're doing right now could be killing you. We'll tell you more in 15 minutes. It's almost like clickbait, but it keeps you hanging for a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the radio and TV version of clickbait. Mm-hmm. And Netflix released a trailer yesterday for an upcoming documentary. And it is the dirtiest tease I've seen in a long time. It doesn't get much dirtier than this. It's for a new documentary called Bob Ross. Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. <laughs> what? I know. Betrayal? Of the happy little clouds guy? Yeah, so Bob Ross is one of the most universally beloved television personalities ever. The most relaxing guy to sit down and watch, paint his pictures, and uh-huh. the, the happy trees, like you said. Uh, but uh, there must be something going on behind the scenes. I hope this isn't something that is going to ruin Bob Ross for everybody. Hmm. But uh, here, I'm going to play the trailer and I'll read. It's, it's words on the screen. It says, We want to show you the trailer for Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. But we can't. I've been wanting to get this story out for all these years. Find out why on August 25th. That is a dirty tease. I don't know whose voice that was saying, oh, well, I've been wanting to get this story out for all these years. What could possibly be... Was that Bob Ross saying that? I... No, that didn't sound like him. I don't know. Like All I know about Bob Ross is he was in the military, and uh-huh. I think he moved to Alaska and had like a mentor... And then I thought he just lived like a hippie for his whole life. Taught his son how to paint. His son did some painting for a while. I never heard anything other than that. Well, I Hmm. I don't know what the big secret could be. This better not be... They better not like actually clickbait us and flip it and it actually be nothing. I hope there is something incredibly devious going on here. Let's decide. Maybe there's a happy tree. Evergreen tree. He lives right there. Start with just... Touching the canvas. Look at these beautiful, happy trees. Then he goes outside and starts a small forest fire. (laughs) Bob Ross was secretly an arsonist. Yeah, I'm intrigued. (laughs) Would you be satisfied if if the the secret was, that's not his real hair? (laughs) 
Can you imagine? The betrayal! Oh. The, the greed. He just wanted to make that Halloween costume wig money. I, I've got an idea for a segment on the show, Jim. Something I'd like to try next Wednesday, see how it goes. Okay. The title is Womp Womp Wednesdays. Okay? <laughs> womp Womp Wednesday? Womp Womp Wednesday. So we get people to call in with their Womp Womp stories, and um, you can also send a message. We can read Womp Womp stories, and we just share them with the with the other listeners. All right, what's your definition of Womp Womp? What makes a story a Womp Womp story? A Womp Womp story would be like, um, so last week... I decided to go home for lunch in the middle of the work day, and I caught my wife sleeping with the mailman. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's a womp. That's a that, womp that and a half. That one might be a little, that might be a little aggressive. It'd be like, I hey, <laughs> I won a pro-line ticket, and then I put the ticket through the wash and yeah. never got to... They never got to claim it. That would be yeah. a womp womp as well. Like things were going good and then not so much. Yeah, it's a mishap, right? Mm-hmm. Something something that happened to you that when it happened, this noise could have played in your head. <laughs> a good one would be, you just posted this on the Taz and Jim Facebook page, the story about the guy in the Lamborghini, Jim. Oh boy, this is an expensive womp womp Wednesday. This is from the uh, the PRP Road Safety Services. So they had a, a photos from the OPP, and they tweeted this out. Constable Cruz observed this rented Lamborghini being tested out in Brampton uh, in a 60-kilometer-an-hour zone, caught doing 122 kilometers an hour. Due to the 14-day impoundment fee, this rental will now cost this 28-year-old London resident $18,000 once it is returned to the rental company. Yeah. And in the photo, it's uh, a green, beautiful Lambo on the back uh-huh. of a tow truck getting hauled away. And then the 122 sp- um, radar shot, too. You could see how it would happen. You've, you've rented a Lamborghini. You probably want to know how fast it goes, <laughs> but that's what the racetrack is for. If you're going to rent the Lambo, rent the racetrack out. Yeah, yeah. They have like amateur nights at uh, Cayuga. They used to in Delaware. You know, you can go like once a month or something like that, sure. test it out. Yeah. That's a womp womp. That's, that's a, a big womp womp. That's a perfect example of a womp womp. <laughs> so we'll try this next Wednesday. We'll be looking for your uh, your womp womp mo- moments to share on the air. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about this. Womp womp Wednesdays <laughs> with Taz and Jim. Time for sports here. Mike Stubbs is joining us from Global News Radio in for Devin Peacock this week. And Stubbs... I I don't know, man. I don't know what I think about this, but the NHL has given the green light to putting advertising on their jerseys. According to Novi Williams and Soshnik, the NHL Board of Governors is going to sell advertising space on jerseys. And you think, wait a minute, I've seen hockey played in Europe. I don't want that. I can't. You can't see which team is which. Too much advertising. No, no, it's not going to be like that. Think about the NBA. What does the NBA have? They have space basically right under your shoulder, just right up there on your chest. I don't know. How do you, how do you describe that place that's under your shoulder? Your collarbone? Your, your armpit? Yeah, well, it's a little higher than the armpit. Collarbone I like, Jim, but it's, it's kind of under the collarbone. But it, it's what on the that? front of Pet. the jersey, right? Yes. Like, not a, not over the heart, but above the heart. 
above the heart. We still need a name for that spot. I don't know what that is. Prime real estate is what it's <laughs> called if you're in the advertising game. That's it, and that's what's going to be sold. So think about the NBA. They have one on one side, one on the other. The NHL looks like, if we go to the Sportico tweet from yesterday that had uh, just uh, an example of a jersey and had a little tiny circle above what would be the team's logo on the left side, kind of where they used to put the captain C. What are they going to do now? Where are they going to mm. put that? I think the captain C is going on the other side, and they would look to negotiate with potential advertising partners. They must be 3.5 inches in shape. Um, now, they, they haven't said exactly where they're going to be on the jersey, so we'll see if, if that tweet holds true or if they find another spot. But in other words, they're going to be tiny, but they're going to be there. Hey, Jim, kind of sounds like your honeymoon. It's tiny, but it's there. <laughs> it's going to be tiny. <laughs> I'd assume there would be some advertisers that the NHL would not consider to put on jerseys. You can't just throw money at this thing and they'll accept you to be on an NHL jersey, right? Probably not. The negotiations will come. And if you look at the NBA, we're talking about big time advertisers so if you own a bait and tackle shop it's probably out of your price range if you manufacture cars or you're an airline yeah that that could be you that could be your place is it possible the toronto maple leafs will be sponsored by titleist or ping <laughs> had to do it guys thanks stubs <laughs> and i guess i have no excuses here jim you sent me this article. I, I feel like this wasn't for the show. This was just for my my own personal knowledge here. Yeah, this is what this is what everybody warned me about when I was going to turn thirty that uh, my metabolism was going to start slowing down. Start packing on the pounds. Like it happened to me, it's going to happen to you. And the headline here reads: Metabolism doesn't slow down in middle age. Shocking new study reveals. Hmm bunch of scientists have been studying this and they published their results they found that metabolism is at its highest in infants obviously they burn calories 50 percent faster than adults mm -hmm. the rate declines yearly by about three percent until they reach the age of 20 or so where metabolism plateaus through middle adulthood so it is kind of true that through your 20s your metabolism will plateau. Like when you're when you're a teenager, you're burning the calories, and if you don't change your eating habits in your twenties, you could be in trouble, Jim. Mm -hmm. But then I'm in, 34, by the way. In middle age, which you're getting close to, yeah, um, your metabolism does not decrease until you're 60. So yeah. And then it starts falling off again at an alarming rate. Yeah, yeah. But every, you know, it's not just you. This is like one of the most common things I've heard in my oh, life. Oh, big time misconception. If, like, this, if this study is accurate, I've been, I've been using this as my go-to for mm -hmm. being the heaviest. Oh, it's, you know, I'm in my 40s now, so it's, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. Apparently there is. <laughs> Apparently it's all the booze and red meat I've been consuming. <laughs> yeah. you. Because what is it then? Is everybody just giving up? Is that why everybody is gaining weight? Because when people uh, say it, you go, it must be true because I can see it with my eyes. I think your habits are 
are different as you get older. And like I'm married with with two kids. I don't have as much time for myself anymore to exercise. Do you want me to run down all the excuses Not I yours. use? I, know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel no, like but this, on the is, spot this would be common for, for a lot of people. You get married, you don't have as much time for yourself once you have kids. Because you gotta, you gotta look after them, and uh, you're going to restaurants, and you're ordering food for yourself and for your kids. They don't eat it all, so you you don't want the food to go to waste because you're paying for it. So you eat a kid's meal on yeah. top of the meal you already had. And by the way, who doesn't want chicken fingers for dessert? <laughs> it's very tempting. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, being active. You you play less sports, you know. Once you get thirty, the injuries do. You can injure yourself, yeah. yeah so so you're you, not you're not doing the, mm-hmm. the the soccer as aggressively as you used to, possibly. Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff. So there's a lot of other excuses you could use, but I'm just disappointed that this isn't one of them anymore. Yeah, because then it wasn't your fault ever, right? You know, yeah, it's the metabolism. <laughs> you can't do anything about your metabolism. Yeah, blame the human body. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> well, I'm like the heaviest I've ever been. Why? Uh, did your, oh, never mind. If I if this is, it's my what? <laughs> I was going to say your metabolism. Oh, oh no, no, it's not my metabolism. <laughs> but if I'm in this shape now, if I make it to 60, imagine how terrible things are going <laughs> to get then. Yeah, wheels are really going to fall off. Because they say once you get to 60, the slump returns at a rate of 1% more per year until oh. you die. So once you turn 60, you lose 1% of your metabolism every year. Hmm. Yikes. One positive is once I turn 60, I can start using this excuse. <laughs> there you go. Just hang in there. Hang in there. Keep a copy of this study in my pocket. <laughs> Time for sports. Devin Peacock is off this week. We've got Mike Stubbs filling in from Global News Radio. Hey, Stubbs. Hey, good morning. It's NFL preseason going on right now. Regular season, 22 days away. Uh, But some people may have noticed the preseason is a little less exciting. (laughs) Hard to believe that's possible than it usually is. Yeah, it's a little shorter, number one. So teams are only playing three games. And maybe this was going back to last year when there was no preseason. But it used to be that say your starting quarterbacks and a lot of your starters would play one series in the first game and you'd get to see them and then they might play a little bit more maybe some of them a quarter in the second game and then the third game they might play a lot and then they would rest up well now they've taken away that fourth game but there are quite a few starting quarterbacks who aren't playing at all Aaron Rodgers is one and that was made a a big deal in Green Bay you're not going to see him they just immediately start with the backup and the starters just over there saying hey is it September yet and that's COVID related you think well it could be COVID related or it could just be the quarterback saying it could just be the quarterback saying let's face it you know what do I have to do there that I'm I'm not really doing in practice i can get my reps i can feel good and i can do it without a gigantic 300 pound human trying to come and crush me <laughs> yeah you've got the one guy who's got his one shot not a starter yet trying to hurt somebody and then you're on the receiving end of that i could see uh, quarterbacks not wanting to be involved in that are there any uh, starting quarterbacks who are going out there Well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers happened to play their first preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals, and who was there to take the very first snap? That would be Tom Brady. Oh, the old man early bird special. He's there and ready. He is in, 
and uh, he and he looked good. And now remember, Tom Brady guys will sometimes come out and say things like, "You know, we need to practice less as NFL players. You know, the toll this takes on our body. We need to be out there taking fewer reps so that we can be fresher." for game days, and you'll have the rest of the players going, yeah, you tell it, Tom. Meanwhile, in behind the scenes, Tom <laughs> Brady and his receiver crew will go out and practice. He's a sneaky one, isn't he? <laughs> so he's, he's trying to make people think he's not practicing, so they, oh, I don't need to practice either if Tom's not practicing, and then he's just grinding her out. What would Tom do? <laughs> Yeah, I remember when Tom Brady came out and, and made the announcement that, hey, uh, we should be over-inflating our footballs. Isn't that a great idea, <laughs> other quarterbacks? <laughs> Just got a message here from Dave. Dave uh, wanted to point out that back when Tom Brady played for the New England Patriots, when he cheated, I'd get all upset and I would uh, I would complain about it. And now that he plays for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I seem to just laugh it off, to quote Dave. Hmm. I just laugh it off. He's not really cheating. Uh, We just talked to Mike Stubbs from Global News Radio about how Tom Brady has been starting the preseason games with the Buccaneers. Mm Mm-hmm. And he, uh, in the past, has talked about (laughs) how we practice too much. We don't need to be practicing yet he'll go out and practice more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, he wants to get in the other quarterbacks. Right, fellow quarterbacks? We shouldn't <laughs> practice. Mm-hmm. You say so, Tom. Give himself an advantage. That's not really cheating. No, it's, I mean, it's psychological warfare. If you're, it's du- fair if you're game. dumb enough to believe it, that's yeah. your own fault. Yeah, and if you want to take a day off, go ahead. Because Tom Brady's not. Here, Tim Tebow got cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I did. I did. I, I'm surprised why so many people are so happy to see Tim Tebow fail. Like, I'm indifferent to the guy. I couldn't care less if he's successful or, or unsuccessful. But a lot of people are rooting for him to fail. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Is it the God thing? I don't. I think. I think it is. Not that people hate God. I think it's just like if you put yourself out there. Clean living? The clean living They're probably style. just jealous. You, they're sitting at home crushing nine beers a night. Yeah. And Tim Tebow's got uh, got a good little thing going, and they're he's jealous. Trying, trying to get a good little thing going, you <laughs> right. know? But, like, I got to give... I mean, I respect the guy. He's trying, and he's failing. Like, if you're failing in a public... You know, in the public eye, this big, uh, um, you know, in multiple sports, like, yeah, I give it up to him. He started out as a quarterback. He he tried out for Jacksonville as a tight end, and there was video of him on the weekend. It, it was almost like a Three Stooges routine. He was missing guys and running into his own player at one point by accident. He looked, uh, he looked a little lost. He did, but it's not the position he usually plays. And like you said, he was trying. I do love a good comeback story, right? Yeah, it would have been amazing. It would have been great. He tried the baseball. That didn't work out mm. after after his stint in the NFL as a quarterback. And if he was able to, to become one of the great tight ends of the game, I think it would have been pretty cool. Yeah, now I hear he's going to be the new guy inside Gritty. He's doing it all. <laughs> yeah. He wants to work for a professional sports team. <laughs> and if that means being the mascot, uh-huh. Tim Tebow will be the mascot. 
His shoes will make horn noises every step he takes, Honka. but he will be part of the sports world. Honka. <laughs> Oh, I've heard some people suggest that maybe it's time Tim Tebow set the bar, his expectations a little bit lower. I mean, he's, he's going for the NFL, MLB. Why not uh, maybe make the move across the border, come to the CFL? Yeah, you never know. You think if the, the Ticats have an opportunity to sign Tim Tebow, they should take it? I think he's a little out of step. I think it's been a while since he's been in that uh, that position and playing at a, an elite level. So I I don't know if he'd be able to step up and just immediately be that guy. Yeah. But I mean, he could certainly try out. He'd sell some tickets. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. It, it might be a little bit of a publicity stunt, mm-hmm. but uh, who knows? Maybe if the mascot thing doesn't work out, Tebow will... <laughs> Will come play in in the CFL. Like he's not going to give up now. I don't think he's getting older. But Tim Tebow doesn't give up. <laughs> you know, right now he's walking on the beach, and there's only one set of footprints, uh, and that's because mm-hmm. Jesus is carrying him through this. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how long these footsteps go for. Jesus might get tired after a while. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.